You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can contact the show via Twitter at ShortShiftPod. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. It's Boston Hockey Talk with your hosts, Thomas Nystrom and Andrew Johnson. Enjoy the show. Andrew, my dude, this was a hell of a week, not just for Boston hockey, but just the NHL in general, man. Like, what a fucking week. I, Where do you want to start? Dude, I've been trying to process, like, what we've seen in the last four or five days in my head for, for two days as we're gearing up to record a little bit of something for, for the podcast. And I honestly, I, I don't. Even, I was trying to think of where to start tonight, and I don't really have a starting place because Boston made the playoffs. They're they're in. They've got three games left to go. All is well and good, but this league is a fucking mess right now, and all because of one man. Let's start with the good. Let's you know, pathological optimism will reign supreme here before we just shit on everyone. But let's start with the good here with the Bruins. Um, they made the playoffs. They look they looked good doing it. Um, game against the Jer- Jersey, notwithstanding. Big highlight of that game for me was Taylor Hall scoring a goal off his ball sack. So they made the playoffs. All is well and good. Didn't look that great against Jersey, but that was probably their worst game in about three weeks. Shit. <laughs> That game against Jersey, it almost looked like they were like by design, mm-hmm. not trying to play that hard. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it was frustrating, but it was like the caveat well, it, being it's like, oh well, we don't need this game necessarily. But well, it was frustrating also in the sense of probably something that I, I'm guessing you kind of want to launch into a little bit is the team kind of letting a a guy who's been sort of our 1D stalwart for a few years down and the fans subsequent reaction to that. So, you know, we made the playoffs all is good. And this is where all optimism dies because I want to hear what you have to say about some of the fans reaction to Yaroslav Halak. Well, I mean, right off the bat, just from a, from a player perspective, Halak has missed some time with COVID Uh, Patriots fans. know. They, they saw some players come back from COVID, including Cam Newton. When he came back, he wasn't the same. Halak is probably going to need a little bit of time to get up to game speed. He started the year fairly well, kind of tailed off, but was still giving us one of the best one-two punches from a goaltender perspective in the league. Halak has given us that for a few years now, and no disrespect to him. He, he hasn't been the same player necessarily lately. But you have to, A, that game, you you have to give him a little bit of fucking help. Like, he was kind of hung out to dry by his balls multiple times in that game. And instead of what we would call the smart marks, <laughs> seeing what's going on and being like, all right, well, this isn't all on him. Instead, the, the fucking good chunk of the fan base decided to use it as an excuse to just roast this dude because Swayman is the hot, shiny new toy. I said two, three weeks ago, when Halak is back, you're going to see him get some playing time because he may be the number two going into the playoffs. At this moment, I don't necessarily think he will be, but that was the perfect game to have thrown him in because the game didn't necessarily matter. It was against a lower team. He just didn't get any help. If he got even a little bit of help, they would have won that game. Nobody would have been talking shit, but this fan base is fucking embarrassing sometimes the way they just tore this dude apart i know you texted me and you said man i kind of feel for him obviously i feel for him like the dude 
came back. He wanted to fucking play right. He knows he's probably not going to be on this team next year. He's seen what we have in the fucking in the farm coming up. So he's he's playing for his his career right now. Like, where is he going to go next? Who's going to give him a shot? You want to see somebody with that fire at that end of the game when he started losing his shit. You want to see that because the dude actually gives a fuck. The fan base just didn't give a fuck about him. And that's honestly, it's just another example of why I'm so irritated all the time with this fan base. Like there's so many people in this fan base who just fucking ruin it sometimes, man. The same chunk of the fan base that was piling on Yaroslav Halak was the same chunk that was anointing him the Halak Ness monster. Yeah. When Rask was having his struggles, whether it be personally or professionally. Oh, he straight up was, he should have been the number one. It's the same fucking fan base. You're 100% right. Blocking out those voices is kind of a pastime for me at this point. But it was it was so overwhelming. Like people that I really enjoy their Twitter and in their interactions and stuff like that. Some people that normally have amazing opinions or, or strong opinions that I agree with and and whatnot, they were getting in on it. And it's just like, don't fucking grab the low hanging fruit. Be better. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and Boston as a fan base sometimes needs to be better. I know there's probably a good amount of people listening right now who either agree with me and think that. They feel bad for a lock in that situation, or they're glad that he had a bad game and now it's off the table and Swayman has that right to jump in. It's probably going to happen anyways, but let's also fucking remember the only way Halak or Swayman or Vladar or whoever the fuck is the number two in the playoffs plays is if Tuka gets hurt. Otherwise, we're not going to see any of these dudes. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't even fucking matter. So this is just running our mouths for the sake of running our mouths. Right. It's, it's, it's the echo chamber. And I really did feel for Halak because you were talking about how, about the fire that he showed when, when Jersey scored that overtime goal, that reaction was the reaction of a man who saw himself lose that, lose that backup job officially in real time. And when you take a step back and you realize that, it's fucking heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you saw this. You have guys like um, Scott Zolak, stick to football, you fucking herb, <laughs> tweeting. Tuka lost his mind there. He really needs to. He really needs to get level. He was. He's like an exact. <laughs> the distillation he's, of everyone we were just. Yeah, I about. mean, he's literally the the caricature of exactly what the fuck we're talking about right there yeah it's he's, just, it was, he's a cartoon based on the exact fan that we're describing yeah yeah i'm fuck that guy but normally yeah. i hate the whole stick to thing i fucking hate that it's stick to yeah, yeah just like it's it's always and it's never brought up or brought out by anybody worth worth a shit that's maybe the best example of an actual stick to that should have been <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no i i this is out of your I, wheelhouse, bro. Like, just I, just shut up. I'm definitely somebody who do, who 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 doesn't use that term a lot, but stick to it. Stick yep. to what, stick <laughs> stick to what you uh know? Question mark. Yeah. So yeah, a giant question mark. Honestly, like Zolak, other than a few good sound bites for the Pats, I uh, by and large I don't really enjoy listening to his opinions, even on the sport that he played. Yeah, the the, the Kemberl talk Tompkins fucking soundbite was the best thing he ever did. And that was the most <laughs> gobbledygook adrenaline Red Bull filled nonsensical yeah. bullshit I've ever heard in my life. He's he's New England football's Jeremy Roenick, basically. Like gross. Gross. Yes. And that's so accurate. And yep. that's gross. So we can move on from Zolak. We'll never yeah. talk about this dude again. <laughs> yes. Yes, clearly. So but, I, I actually I, I wanted to I wanted to get this question right out. We uh we got a question on Twitter just a little bit ago. Or did you was there more you wanted to get into on nope, Halak? Nope, I'm no. I'm 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 perfect about that. I just want I just wanted to hear your thoughts about the Halak situation. No, I I, I definitely appreciate you bringing it up because if we recorded this 24 hours ago or especially 48 hours ago, I probably would have needed the house empty. And I probably now would have now would have learned new words. Oh, 100 percent hundred percent. I mean, I probably would be standing yelling into the microphone. <laughs> um, so we did get a, a Twitter question from Brad Erdman. 
Mm-hmm. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was wondering, and I was actually going to bring this up, but because he brought it up, let's jump into it. Perfect. In your opinion, is Kashe coming back good or bad? I already know your opinion on him. Mm-hmm. I want to hear hear it from you because let's let's avoid uh, subtweeting that we'll no doubt no doubt get. <laughs> I've already already noticed some of that today. I'm I'm I, I've I've been getting a lot. Of, I've actually been getting a lot of that today for my opinion yeah. on this. But listen very closely to me. This is one of the best things that could possibly happen to this team. Andre Kasha, when he is on the ice, the puck moves where it needs to go. On the bottom six, this team needs that. I don't know what we're going to get out of him. The dude's been skating since February by himself and then with the taxi squad. And now with, and now he just had his first full practice with a full participant, full drills, everything. This is, this is huge. This is huge. And the hope I don't think there's much hope in terms of, I don't think Kasha is going to come in and score five goals and dish out seven assists in the next three games. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think a lot of people are acting like the people that want Kasha that, that are happy that Kasha is back are going to do, is he going to do that? No. What he is going to do is he is going to stop the carousel on the bottom six. I don't know how much ice time he's going to get, I don't, uh, it's, it's probably going to be heavily monitored in the first three games. And then they're going to kind of go from there and probably ramp it up just a little bit, but it's not going to be more than maybe like 12 or 13 minutes tops. Mm-hmm. Kasha coming back is going to solidify everyone else. Much like the acquisition of Taylor Hall solidified the top six. Mm-hmm. slotted everybody into the lines with health slotted everybody into the lines that they, that they are more projected or more comfortable being in. That is going to be Kasha's effect just as much as his play. So I am thrilled. So my, my opinion is similar to yours, but uh, I will say you're saying things a lot more matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I would say he's not necessarily going to come in and cement the bottom six, but he has the ability to, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, that's, that's all we're looking for. That's the idea around him coming a week or two ago. Everybody was talking about like, well, we need to start resting certain players. Let's, let's make sure that we're good to go and we're healthy for the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get a body back who has offensive upside. This is exactly what we wanted, guys. Like, this is literally a last-minute acquisition, essentially. Because yes. the dude played two games all year. He had an injury issue. He was gone. Now he's back. If he has the ability to be even just the slightest bit of a spark plug for the bottom six, how is anybody complaining? Mm-hmm. Worst-case scenario, he comes back, doesn't look right. We're in the exact same spot that we've been for the last... X amount of weeks. This is the this is the definition of a no risk, yeah, high reward move. It's it's just it's this is literally just something for those same Bruins fans to complain about. And also not for nothing, but I think part of my enthusiasm for Kasha coming back is that the kids obviously worked his ass off mm-hmm. to come back. He's had concussion issues, and you just like to see it. You just like to see a guy working his tail off and getting back to where he wanted to be. His goal was to get back on the ice mm-hmm. and he's not going to play. He's not going to play today against the Rangers, but he could get in the last two games of the season mm-hmm. and just getting his sea legs back and going from there, I think is going to be a boost to the team in more ways than one. If, so, if even if he doesn't get on the ice at all, mm-hmm. Just him being available to the team is good. It's called depth. That's what we've needed for so fucking long. I know. For this organization in general. It's I don't understand how anybody's complaining. And not for nothing, but the kids playing for a con the kids playing for a contract too. Yep. And 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 what minutes are he is he gonna take away from somebody? Like honestly. Like whose minutes are so valuable that they might lose out? 
you, Wagner you just, and Carson you, Kuhlman? Yeah, you just you <gasps> estimated that he might play 10 to 13 minutes. That may be a high estimation. Yeah. Like Frederick's only averaging like eight minutes. He may only get that. He only may get X amount of shifts. Frederick's averaging just, eight minutes. Yeah, like, yeah, Frederick's averaging eight minutes and oh boy. Yeah. I don't Something even want to get into it with him. Yeah. Like it's, he, he yeah. didn't look right the other night. And there's, I, I want to see the kid turn around, but he looked, I had an, I, I had a, I had a very interesting debate debate. Um, and I, I mean, interesting as in it was legitimately interesting with some very good points made by both sides. Shout out to low quality Bruins fan, really good uh, follow on Twitter. And yeah, on he really YouTube. Is. yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. But, and he also gives shouts to the pot on a regular basis. So kudos, nice. man. But <clears throat> what I I I, I, I don't want to get too into it because I feel like we're going to get bogged down by it. But I do want to get your opinion on this. What did Cassidy tell Frederick to stop trying to fight entire lines? And did Frederick take that as stop trying to fight? Because I cannot, for the life of me, think that Bruce Cassidy told Frederick to stop being aggressive. He just probably told him to stop playing stupid. I, I th- you cleared up where I was about to take issue with it. I don't think he was told to not fight. I think he was probably told to, to pick and choose his battles. Don't take stupid penalties. The problem is I don't see the same aggression. I don't mm-hmm. see the same willingness. Willing just the just the the mental fortitude to jump in and be willing to lay those hits or be that physical presence. It's, it's not there anymore. And that was unfortunately for the most part, his value. It's almost like in his play that he's pouting. Like he got yelled at. Now he's like, well, I'll just, I'll just not do anything. Be happy with that. So I don't, I don't know if he's, it's necessarily that he's pouting, but I think it's, I think at some point, and I don't know where to pinpoint it without going back and watching every fucking game that he's played over nah. again, and I don't have that kind of time. Well, I, well, I well if like you're looking for Frederick shifts, you wouldn't have to watch much. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I to pinpoint a shift or a night or whatever where he lost confidence because I think I think he is playing like somebody who doesn't have confidence right now. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think that's ultimately the issue. Where where do you get your confidence back or your confidence back? Mm-hmm. By laying a big hit or or being a big team rallier or something like that with mm-hmm. with a, a a perfectly timed fight or whatever. I don't think I don't think he's the same player that he was at the beginning of the year because mm-hmm. I think that there's been a leash put on him in certain aspects when it comes to his aggressiveness or his looseness, we'll say. Do you agree with that? Uh I mean, to a point, this team takes enough penalties. Not to say that he was this like problem child when it came to penalties, but he's not Tom I, Wilson. I don't know. He's no. <laughs> nobody's nobody's that fucking douchebag, unfortunately. But um, I I don't know. I don't know if it's a confidence thing, or if perhaps somebody got in his ear, whether it was Cassidy or it was somebody in the leadership on this team. And was just like, dude, you got to smarten up. You got to settle down, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's, it sucks because at the beginning of the year, he was this fucking fireball. Mm-hmm. He was Dennis the Menace. He was all over the place. And he was a soundbite waiting to happen. It was hilarious. It was fun. Mm-hmm. If those little sound bites, like this, the Subban thing and like the, the whole I'm in your kitchen shit and all that stuff, like <laughs> if that didn't happen... I feel like this fan base would have already turned on him to a point, like judging by the way that they've turned on everyone else. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Like, I don't, I just don't know. Like I want to see this dude perform. And I was trying to watch him really closely the other night and it was hard because he just wasn't visible. Just wasn't much to watch. No, it's, it's more lost dog shifts, dude. Like, You've been saying this all year. You've been saying this all year, even among when Bruins fans were jerking themselves to completion over, over, over Frederick, over, you know, Frederick fight club. Mm -hmm. You were saying this, that he has too many lost dog shifts to really stick in the, stick in the NHL right now. That's not saying that it can't improve. No, but, but 
it's got to improve. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's a player that's on the bubble for actual playoff playing time right now. Absolutely. Like to me, unfortunately, he Absolutely. he lacks playoff experience. He lacks big game experience, and he's not performing to what we should expect from a first round draft pick right now. One hundred percent. So he's he's a candidate for not getting the playing time that Kasha may get or Wagner may get or or what have you, but. It's that's that that right there is like everything we're talking about right now. This is a reason why you hope Kashe comes in and is a spark plug because curly has been picking it up a little bit and that's been really nice to see. He's looked great in the last few games. Yeah. And um, Coyle before the injury, he was looked like he was kind of picking it up and that's mm-hmm. we're going to need that if we're going to make a run. Absolutely. I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste dead boy shifts. And I, I love Frederick to pieces and want him to succeed. But it's it's not a good feeling when he's out on the ice right now. It's not exciting. It's <laughs> part not of exciting loving, me, man. Part of loving somebody is being honest with them. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, now that that's out of the way. Yeah. How about we talk about the NHL crawling up their own ass? We do a podcast (laughs) for organization that plays in the worst league in professional sports. The NHL doesn't know how to promote itself. It doesn't know how to advance itself and it doesn't know how to get out of its own fucking way. When you have, (laughs) when you have an organization that calls out the league and has every right to specifically calling for the job of somebody who's incapable and uninterested in actually doing his job. And you get fined 50 times more than the initial issue, which was Tom Wilson's five grand for being a dick. Mm -hmm. Not only being a dick, but being a dangerous dick. Yeah. I believe that the Rangers had every right to say what they said. If you have an issue with something that's going on in the league that you have stake in, say it. Because honestly, what is fucking money at this point? What is $250,000 to the Rangers? Especially to James Dolan, who's, who's yeah. got fuck you money. Yeah. I and actually, I, 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 I want to, I honestly, I hate James Dolan as well, but. Oh, James. Oh, he's, oh, he's a prick, but yeah. he was right here. Like, you know that if, mean, if it was him but, saying it, obviously, like we don't necessarily know exactly. Yeah, that's who said true. It, that's but, true. But, but he, I can't but imagine he, that he signed off on it. Yeah, he exactly. I can't imagine it. that statement yeah. having come out without him at least being relatively aware of the context. Right. I actually, I, 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 I want to read the statement, and then I, I want to read the Rangers statement, and then I want to read the NHL's response because it's just shows how feckless the NHL is here. The New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. For context, he took a helmetless player in and Artemi Panarin and ragdolled him to the ice. Helmetless player and tried to fucking brain him on the ice after taking a few punches to the back of an, of another of uh, I believe it was Pavel Buchnevich's head. So there's your context. Wilson is a repeat offender with long history of these types of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. So he's out for the year. We view this as a, as a dereliction of duty by the NHL head of player safety, George Peros, and believe that as of right now, he's unfit to continue in his current role. That, first of all, that, that was, that's, you know. Chef's kiss. Balls. <laughs> balls. Fucking love it. Now, the NHL statement, after the Rangers got fined 250 grand. Public comments of this nature issued by the Rangers were uh, that were personal in nature. First of all, they were professional in nature. They didn't call George Perros an asshole. Yeah. 
and demeaning of a league executive will not be tolerated. While we don't expect our clubs to agree with every decision rendered by the Department of Player Safety, to the extent to which the Rangers expressed their disagreement was unacceptable and unfair. It is terribly unfair to question Peros's professionalism and dedication to his role as the Department of Player Safety. Yes, it is. Stop. Stop. I will say this, that if most other, if, if somebody else on the caps had done that to Panarin and, and like they would have gotten suspended one game or even, or two games or probably, probably two or three games, then we move on. Mm-hmm. Tom Wilson, this the fact that he was fined $5,000 wasn't about the incident. It was about accumulation of seven years of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And this was after he got suspended for seven games for his hit on Brandon Carlo. Which, if you, there's an article in The Athletic, and I think you're, you're not in your head. I think you know what yeah. I'm, where I'm going with this. Yeah. Where Bettman stepped in for Peros because Peros did not want to suspend him. Mm -hmm. This is showing me that the league, that the league is broken in a way that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And when you're talking about people's livelihoods, you cannot have that. Well, it's, it's funny to me because you just touched on the idea of that the league in their statement, in response to the Rangers statement, basically said you couldn't question executive and an executive. That's exactly what Bettman did with the previous suspension of Tom Wilson. It's exactly like it's literally exactly what they did. The problem is the NHL is so far up their own ass. They're incapable of admitting when they're wrong. NHL is run by weak, stupid fucking individuals incapable of hand, uh, handling criticism and somehow even less capable of handling any ability to better the game, like better the sport. Right. You have to, I want everybody to remember this situation the next time the NHL preaches player safety because they don't fucking care. They, they honestly don't. It's just a PR thing. Nope. Nope. You made a really good point. Like, you know, and and I, I said to you, they can't do this while trumpeting while while trumpeting these strides that they've made in player safety. Exactly. You just can't. I don't want to hear. Cannot. That. Yeah. It is. It's just embarrassing, man. Like, I don't honestly think that there's such thing as an NHL fan. There are fans <laughs> of are the teams fans. that they follow, and they are hockey fans. I don't think anybody actually sits back and is just like, man, the NHL. Is great. No, what you're really saying is hockey's fucking great. And mm-hmm. the NHL doesn't know how to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just embarrassing. Like this, the NHL acts as if they're this infallible, incapable of being criticized entity when they should be they should be absolutely criticized. And next year they're gonna be even more publicized because ESPN has a financial stake in it. I want to know what ESPN is gonna do when there's a game like what we saw the other night. With six or a hundred, what was it? A hundred fucking penalty minutes in the first period. Was it entertaining? Yep. Entertaining television? Sure, sure, absolutely. No, it was. It was. It was. It was hellaciously entertaining. Yeah, it was. That was Monday Night Raw. That's all. One hundred percent. That's that's all it was. That's not fucking hockey, dude. That's not why I'm tuning in. Mm-hmm. I like. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't like fighting in the NHL, but. That's the the, other thing about this. None of that shit should have happened, dude. None of it should have happened. That's the other thing about this that that's 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 kind of getting me is that the people who are arguing that we're against this, we're not against fighting. We're it's it, it and fighting will never truly be phased out in the NHL. No matter how much you try, no matter how what safeguards you put in place fighting it's, will it's, it's part, part of the of game DNA. it's it's part it's, of the dna we don't we like physical hard tough hockey we don't like thuggery that's we, we that's what tom wilson did is not hockey no it's and it you know what it wasn't fighting either no it wasn't like, what what the rangers called it is exactly what it was 
it was violence. Like mm-hmm. that's essentially what that was. And it all started with that fucking stupid cheap shot to somebody with their face against the ice. That immediately right there is enough for me to suspend them. Right. You, you, you do a dick move. You get treated like a dick. Yeah. Period. And then, and, and then he, and then he comes and then Tom Wilson uh, to, to Tom Wilson's uh, credit question mark. He had a media scrum today and he came out and he said, and he said that he was shocked that all of this blew up. Are you? No, you're not. You, you, you're not, you're not stupid. Well, and last Tom Wilson is not a stupid man. No. But remember last time he said, he's like, I have to do better about keeping myself out of certain situations. Uh, but then you. he puts himself thank right you. in those exact situations. Thank you. It's just, I'm just fucking tired of it. But ultimately, honestly, like at this point, I'm past and I'm over the Tom Wilson shit. Mm-hmm. Like the, the whole idea of what he did and everything. It's, it's became a league problem. No, one hundred percent. And it that's, became... and I know, I'm not mad at Tom Wilson anymore. Like that first night, I was like, what a piece of shit. But now it's what a piece of shit league, because if you wanted to avoid exactly what happened the other night with all those fights, you suspend the dude for at least a game. Yeah. It's like, dude, (laughs) which like, honestly, like all this could have been avoided. Would there still have been a fight? Maybe there would, would be a fight. Yeah. A fight. Maybe a fight. It wouldn't have been a fucking melee. And you know what? And would I have been happy about him only getting suspended one game? No. I think I think it was it. The call should have been for more than one game, in my opinion. But it's something. That's the. It, it would have been something, and it would have avoided what a, a, an issue of what made the look the league look fucking stupid. Well, and here's how the league compounds their stupidity, and and what a lot of fans apparent apparently either don't realize or they choose not to. They choose not to realize it. Is that was what Bushnevich did was suspendable. It, that it was a suspendable play. Absolutely. No one is calling for Bushnevich to not be suspended. The problem is, is that you are now in danger. The NHL is now in danger of every single play being looked at through the lens of their own fucking inaction. What was going through every single player's mind the other night during that fucking melee? I may not get suspended. I could do whatever the fuck I want. What's exactly? The worst it's Wild happen? West. It's frontier. Yeah. It is that. That is what old time hockey fans uh, are referring to when they refer to frontier justice. Yep. And that is what the that is what the Rangers. There was they didn't they didn't end up doing this, but they but they were in the pro, apparently um, he was in the building. They were in the process of bringing up an AHL goon by the name of Mason Geertsen, mm-hmm. and. I would have loved that move because it was it would have been a direct message to the NHL. You're not going to do your jobs? Fine. Yeah. We're going to do it for you. Yeah. It's just uh, I'm I'm tired of being embarrassed by this league. Hmm. And uh I I forget who put it up. I, I want to say it was like Heat Daddy or something like that. One of those one of those big hockey accounts. I forget I forget mm-hmm. who it was. So mm-hmm. Um, and they put up something like, can you imagine if somebody who's never seen hockey before just accidentally lands on NBC and sees this? And like, that was their first impression on hockey and stuff like that. It's just, they never, they, they'll either, they'll either never watch again or they'll be disappointed yeah. or they'll be disappointed subsequently. Yeah. And I mean, that, that wasn't what this game is now. Well, I mean, for me, it's like watching that first period, I was like, this is wild. And I had a fucking blast watching it because mm-hmm. it was just chaotic and it was more of it was less about seeing the fights and more of just like thinking in my mind, like this is what the NHL allowed to happen. Like let it fucking burn down. This is what you want. Is this not, this is the, this is the Rangers screaming at Gary Bettman's face. Is this not what you wanted? Yeah. And then at the end of the first period, I was actually texting with my mother-in-law who's the Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, what does she think about all well, this? She said, she's like, that was, that was a, a shitload of fun to watch mm-hmm. and now it's over and I just want to see hockey for the second and third period. And that's essentially what we got, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's just the league yep. has to be better. Like I don't want to hear all these advances and protocol and we're worried about people's health. And there's a player safety board that never existed and it's here now and it's here to protect players. And then you have some dick bag like Peros running the fucking thing. Who was an enforcer? 
it doesn't make any fucking sense, man. So that being said, I honestly, the NHL needs to reimagine what it actually thinks player safety is and how it should be handled going forward because this ain't it, man. This is just not. It's not. And you actually brought up brought up a really interesting point. I kind of want to circle back to it real quick. Do you think ESPN loved what they saw? They probably loved the Nielsen ratings. Yeah. yeah. Who's to say that if this kind of thing happens again, and it will happen again because the NHL did nothing to prevent it the first time, that the NH that that ESPN is gonna fucking jump all over that shit because if it bleeds, it leads. Great, it's great for the ratings. It's not great for the sport, sadly. So an- another thing, kind of tailing off this topic and stuff. I know this isn't necessarily Bruins talk, but this mm-hmm. is the hot button issue for the week. And I know a lot of our people who interact with us on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. They, this is what we've been talking about mostly, but to get more to the hockey specific front office side of things. So I put out there on Twitter, it's like the, the Rangers have so much goodwill build up. Like everybody, even fucking Islanders fans had like Rangers fans backs on this because mm-hmm. just everyone hating Tom Wilson. Um, and then they fire their president and they fire their general manager, but they retain Quinn. <laughs> you want to preach that this was a, Good you want to preach at this? Yeah, this they're literally saying like this is a hockey move. This is <laughs> this is something that we've been thinking based on performance long before this horrific night. But a the timing seems wrong. And then if you're telling me it's based on performance, how the fuck does Quinn still have a fucking job? How many times do, on this podcast do we need to say that this dude is inept in his position? Not enough, apparently. It's it's unbelievable to me. So and. <laughs> Not, not like it's, and I bring this up mostly because it's like, I don't care for the Rangers. I prefer if they fucking lose mm-hmm. because I just don't like New York sports because mm-hmm. me growing up around so many New York fans, I just, I'm fucking over it. Just soured you <laughs> for 24 hours. I was actually like really pulling for them and felt sympathetic towards them. And then and, James Dolan, and James Dolan. Dolan. Yeah, exactly. And then immediately it was like, it came right back down to earth and it's just like, nah, dude, fuck this team. <laughs> fuck this organization, man. My, my girlfriend had the soundbite of the night after that rate, after that four, nothing win against the Rangers for the Bruins. After I told her the situation, the, the entire situation. And then about how James Dolan basically cleaned out the front office and we watched that game. She turned to me and she goes, that's a team that's afflicted by survivor's guilt right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was a team that had just spent all their emotional cash Mm -hmm. and all every last bit, like they emptied the gas tank against the caps in that game. That was the easiest shutout Jeremy Swayman's ever had in his life. Yeah. Yeah, I think he stopped four pucks and had maybe three Gatorades. (laughs) Just, just sat there. Mm -hmm. Did his taxes while he was out there. Yeah. So good on him. Mm -hmm. Appreciate the W. Mm -hmm. It's fun for us to watch because it made Mm -hmm. us, look at this team and what we're capable of doing when we actually can shut down somebody. I fucking loved it, but we're really glad that we got to run into a corpse on that, on that. Regard. Yes. Yeah. I saw that. I saw you use that terminology and that's it's spot on. Mm-hmm. It really is spot on. And also what I wanted to bring up to you, cause we didn't really discuss it. The plan was to have a little bit of a round table thing, have a caps guest on here. And the second, all the Wilson shit started going down. I was just like, there's just no way because I, it was just going to be arguments. The The most embarrassing thing I've seen on Twitter and in general, hockey fan base, like as a whole, the hockey community was the amount of Caps fans just incapable of like just nonstop defending him, incapable of saying like, man, this that was a little fucked. Mm-hmm. No, the lengths that they go to to defend this dude is just ridiculous. And I know that some fans are guilty of doing that in the past with Marshawn, but there's also a huge population of the fan base, myself included, who is one of the first people to say like, hey, Marshawn's one of my favorite players. Maybe maybe my favorite player on this team outside of Bergeron, mm-hmm. just from a historical standpoint and legend status type standpoint. I right. love Marshawn. I love his game. I hated the fucking rat bullshit that he used to do. 
and never never once defended him for doing any of and that see, shit. And see, that's the key. That's the key. He used to do. He's, well, I mean, he's... the most recent egregious thing is the fucking lick. Like, mm-hmm. dude, is, what is the lick going to do? That's literally, that's just taunting. That's, that's yeah. childish shit. Was I a fan of the lick? No, not necessarily, but... Honestly, like you ain't hurting nobody with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's not that's not a slew it's, foot. That's not low bridging Sammy Salo. That's not yeah. you know, elbowing Marcus Johansson in the head. That's not I was at I was at that game and I was audibly pissed off at that situation because I saw it. I was actually on that side of the ice. That was the mm-hmm. first time I ever brought Grace to a Bruins game. And I saw that and I was like, You stupid dick. Like he had been clean for so long before mm-hmm. that too. Right. And it's just like, man, you just can't fucking get it out of him. It sucks. Yeah. But he has ultimately cleaned up his game so fucking much. And I love the dude for it. But yeah, exactly. But I bring him up because so many fucking Capitals fans immediately would be like, well, Marshawn does this. Blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Honestly. And I was on I was on Caps Chirp last week with two of Wilson's most ardent ardent defenders. Mm-hmm. First of all, shout out to Hockey Troll and the brand never quits on that one. The, it's in the name, but you know, just, it just, it, it makes me rethink, like you said, it makes me rethink a lot of people who, who I'm like, man, these guys are cool. And it's like, wait, maybe not. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I still love the Caps Chirps boys, but man, they are, they are yeah, going, I just, to, they're called, I, they're going to the carpet for him right now. Yes. I just, I didn't want to get into that debate on the show because it's just, I don't want to burn bridges. Mm-hmm. Like right. ultimately, because it's, I can I can understand some of the shit that they're saying, but it's just like at mm-hmm. a certain point, you need to stop the Homer bullshit. You got to take a look in the fucking mirror and just be like, maybe there's a fucking reason that this dude's name is constantly brought up in these situations because he is these situations. Mm-hmm. The NHL yeah. Safety Commission or whatever the fuck you want to call it at this point doesn't exist if it's not for dudes like that in the fact that his name is always a point of contention and always brought up and the idea of suspending and the idea of dirty play and blah 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 it's it's if 31 other teams or 30 other teams or whatever the fuck it is if they're Mm. sitting back and they're thinking well it's officially 31 now now it is yeah yep but if all of those fan bases and front offices sorry front offices as well Hmm. are thinking that this player is dog shit because of these actions and you're the only team or fan base that is defending him just because he has your logo on his chest. You saw that official Caps Twitter, dude. You saw that official Caps Twitter tweet, right? it's the most embarrassing fucking thing I've ever seen. I have never seen that before in my life and that was so fucking brazen. I literally, I clicked on it because I was like, there's no, like I I'm like, that's not real. The check mark, I'm like, maybe it's that little circle seven, seven thing that you yeah, see all the right. time. And I was like, holy fuck, like, who the fuck did this? Like, <laughs> I hope they were fired. I, I would imagine that they don't have that position anymore. Yeah. But honestly, like, it kind of encapsulated everything that you were seeing out of the fan base. Very few Caps fans were being like, yeah, this, that was, that's over the top. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted. Hey, man, like, yeah, that was a little over the top. I love the dude and he's a good player, but like, that was too much. That's all I've, I would have been fucking fine with that. But to the lengths that a lot of them went to defend it, it's just like, get the fuck out, man. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's just, it's, it's all, it's all about what's on the front of the Jersey and mm-hmm. it gives you, it gives peace, certain people stars in their eyes, but there's something to be said from being, to being objective. Like you, you said with Marchand, like, but I'm sure there are Caps fans. I'm sure there are Caps fans that are not thrilled with the whole Wilson situation. Um, but they're being drowned out by they're being they are being swallowed whole mm-hmm. by the loudness of of the others. Not the least of which is, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this name and you're gonna froth. Peter Laviolette stepped in it again through it. So yep. <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> yeah i don't even like i don't even want to talk about it like i'm i don't fucking like the dude to begin with i mm-hmm. think i think he's a pile of shit and he made piles of shit comments about about this just basically just glossing over it and the the worst the worst thing that any coach 
can say is always like, oh, I didn't really see it. This is, this is what it looked like to me, but I, I'll have to go back and watch. That would have been an improvement. And that's, and that's literally like, that's, that's the most blase thing. Cause it's not like they're going to come back the next day and be like, Oh, well I watched it and I'm, I'm pretty pissed off. Like they're not going to call out their own player. They're going to feed their own fan base. They're going to feed their own fucking their team's ego or whatever mm-hmm. the case is like for mm-hmm. whatever, whatever reason they come up with in their brain to say, just, it's it's just unbelievable to me, and he's he just cemented himself as literally the the biggest dingleberry in the NHL to me. Like, <laughs> I just can't fucking do it. Ah, uh, love it! Oh my god, it's just you, you see, if you say Labiolette three times, Thomas goes into a screaming rage. Yeah, it's just I'm, pops I'm, up in your bathroom and just screams. <laughs> yeah, I'm just done. I'm just done with that dude. Mm-hmm. And I honestly. I would love to play them in the playoffs because I th- I think that would be an excellent playoff matchup. Oh, I want them. But I, honestly, I, like at I this point, I, just, I don't care who the Caps play. I just want them to get the fuck knocked out of the playoffs as soon as possible mm-hmm. and not fucking look at them again. And I would love it if Laviolette loses his job in the next two years because you know he's going to. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Moving on. Moving on, please. <laughs> we got three games left. We're playing uh, the Rangers, three o'clock today. And then we have the Islanders Monday night. And then Tuesday night, we wrap it up in Washington against the Caps. There is still potential for that Caps game to be for first place. Yeah. Wow. So easy, easy way to look at it is we're playing the Rangers. Two points. Mm -hmm. Islanders, one, maybe two points. I don't know, man. They're they're playing flat, but I wouldn't be surprised if if we play down to them. Uh, we're, we're going ahead and making predi- predictions here. I'm thinking that we we get five points mm-hmm. out of the next six, and I think if we're going to not get certain points, it's probably going to be against the Islanders. Okay, all right. That's that's my call, and maybe partly because I just don't want to admit or don't want to see that Washington beat us the last game of the regular season. Mm. Just based on everything we've been talking about for the last 25 minutes. Nope. Nope. Just don't, don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I, 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 I will not, I will not acknowledge that possibility. Nope. But the Islanders, Lou Lamorello went big game hunting and got a couple of big fish. Those big fish were riddled with, was riddled, were riddled with garbage, weren't they? Mm-hmm. They were fat and happy sitting on the bottom of the lake. Zajac and Palmieri have cratered. Wow. Like I can't, I can't believe that. I, I want to know just with how much the Islanders have fallen off a cliff. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like part of their fan base that the more pessimistic side of it is probably like I, they would rather them not make the playoffs. Like, oh, Yes. When, when you know your team is just going to get the dick beaten them out of the playoffs and you're going to get knocked out and you're going to get embarrassed and all the hype for nothing, I'd almost rather them not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Islanders are probably kind of that team right now where it's just like, <sighs> we hung in there just enough to have to go to the playoffs and there's still have to poss- play three more games and get our asses beat. Yeah, there's still there's still a possibility that Trot's, Trot's puck could rear, rear its head and, mm-hmm. you know, but... Man, oh, oh, I know man. you like to say anything can happen. I just don't and, see it happening. For and, no, I can that, That's kind of what I was getting at. You know, anything can happen. Varlamov is a legitimate Vezina Trophy candidate right yeah. now, and even still, but i I've watched I've watched a couple games. I've watched a couple games for them. They are not only flats. They 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 just they just don't look alive, cognizant. Mm-hmm. Like it, it does not look like a Barry Trotz coach team. I think that's the most shocking part of it all is that this does not look like a Barry Trotz coach team right now. Yeah. And is it, I, I I'm not going to say has the message gone stale because man, that's a hot fucking take for Barry Trotz, but were the Zajac and Palmieri acquisitions, was that a square peg in a round hole? And did that throw everything else off? And or, or or was the Anders Lee injury a lot bigger than we even thought? 
we thought it was big, but was it even bigger than we thought? Yeah, there there might have been some uh, emotional locker room baggage that steam got let out of that room, mm-hmm. and you know, you never know, man. Like, yeah, I don't think Paul Mary's this like polarizing figure that can destroy a locker room, but oh god, no, 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 but. <laughs> You never know. Like maybe there's one or two really important players in that locker room for the Islanders who had a huge issue with him and wasn't happy that they came in here and it just went it went south but like quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to, to we can sit here and speculate all day on why things work and why things don't. I didn't yeah. think that the Taylor Hall thing would work as well as it did. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a, a positive once it happened, but I didn't think it was going to be exactly what we saw and we've been seeing. It's it's mm-hmm. been phenomenal. Hey, he's, sco- he's scoring goals off his dick, man. Yeah. Like mm. Taylor ball. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been, it's been amazing to watch and I'm excited to watch it go into the playoffs. We just got to get through these next three games um, and hopefully as healthy as possible. Oh man. I'm, 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 I'm done with the regular season, man. I'm done with it. I said I'm it. I think it. I said it last week. I just want to see the bracket. Mm-hmm. I just want to see it. Like just yep. give it to me. Exactly. And the fact that the fact that we have we have three games left and literally nothing is set right now in the East is mm-hmm. insane. Yep. Well, except maybe what uh, Islanders in the four seed. That seems to be pretty sad. <laughs> That's that seems. Yeah. Um, but my, so my prediction for these last three games is five out of six points. Best case scenario, really, for me. So the five um, out of six points would actually give them. 28 out of the 34 that we yep. predicted, yep. which means we would have undershot our prediction yep. if that's the case. And also with the, uh, just looking at it on paper, this win percentage that they've been piling out since the deadline, mm-hmm. if that carries into the playoffs, that's good enough to run to a cup. Straight up. Don't do this to me, Thomas. Yeah. Don't do this to me. Games are going get- to get tighter in the playoffs, but man, mm-hmm. look at what Rask has given us these last couple of weeks and if yep. it be a game for Swayman or whatever, mm-hmm. look at what he's been giving us. I don't expect yep. this dude to have this goal average forever, obviously. Oh uh, yeah. And I certainly, he's never played in the playoffs. He's, he's barely played in the NHL. Like yeah. we can't, you have to set ex- he's had less expectations. Than 20, he's had less than 20 games pro experience between minor pro and pro. Yeah. That's nuts. That's yeah. insane. So temper expectations. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we don't see him. Hopefully Rask is everything we need him to be. Mm-hmm. This team can make a run. I can see it. I can see it. You know what? You know what? I think is pushing me over the edge for the positivity train. What's that? How, why? Why have you joined me on the pathological optimism train? My boy Carlos back, and he looked fucking phenomenal the other night. He looks like he a looked, different guy. He looks. He looks. He looks like he had one of his best games of his career the other night. Like he was, oh my God, he was everywhere. A phenomenal player. And also there seemed to be like a defensive pep step that mm-hmm. we got to see because Grizzlick was fucking everywhere. Grizzlick can fucking skate, man. He was he was putting on a, a show the other night. Yeah. McAvoy with the fucking ripper for a goal. Like, oh, that was a that was a fucking piss missile, wasn't it? Of of all the superstars right now on this team. Or who we consider superstars, Pasternak's the worst one. You know what I mean? Like that's it's sad to say that. I'm not happy about saying it, but it's also right. amazing to think. It's just like all these dudes playing playing what we need them to like to the level that we need them right now. Pasternak's been slightly involved, but man, he had one or two like just awful turnovers where I just like audibly yelled and scared the dogs yesterday. Like there are occasions where he, where with him, with that him with the puck on this on his stick has been really pissing me off. Yeah, there's. I mean, there was there was sometimes like actually it was the power play with the uh, where McAvoy actually finished it off. There was so much cuteness in mm-hmm. that power play, and it was pissing me the fuck off. If McAvoy didn't score there, there mm-hmm. would have been a blistering tweet immediately. Like I was, I was already typing. Yeah, <laughs> and then McAvoy buried it, and I was like, okay, all right, I'm gonna I'm get gonna, rid of that. I'm gonna go get a chocolate milk from the fridge. I'll be back, but. We're saying this about a point per game player. I need to point that out. Yep. <laughs> yep. <It's laughs> a crazy. literal forty six points in forty six games. You well, you know full well. Like a month ago, that average was higher. Because yes, of he's course. Tailed off so much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I want him to get hot. I, I don't know what yeah. the deal is. I don't know if he's fucking worn out at home or 
if he's battling something like we all know all these players are battling something. Oh no. At this point, at this point, that's not even a thing. Battling something is just, just means you played hockey for a bit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm ready for him to turn the corner and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this team. I just, I just want to get through the next couple of days this time yep. next week. We're going to have a lot better idea of, of where we're, where we're headed. Yeah. I definitely want, I, when, once our playoff match is set, I definitely want to get a guest in. Yep. Yeah. No, I think I think that's the most logical thing. And even if it's the Caps at that point, uh, mm-hmm. I, we can get the Caps guest on and just not touch on anything that we've touched on today. Yeah, we're going to take this episode. We're gonna we're gonna post it and then we're gonna bury it because I don't want to talk about any of those things again. I, I I expect that in the description is like we talk. He's here are our final thoughts about Tom Wilson. If you yep. mention Tom Wilson to us, we will. We're going to, we're, we're just going to bury this topic now. Yeah, no, it's done. It's done. Like until, and until the NHL gets their head out of their own ass. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised. And honestly, I would put money on that. There will be a player safety issue in the playoffs Mm -hmm. that becomes polarizing again. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see how that one's handled. Yeah. And it's going to, it's, it's going, it's going, it's a ripple effect. It's going to be seen in the lens of the Wilson non-action. Fair or not. Because this is, this is what you wanted in NHL. This is what you wanted. So now, you know, you're going to light the bed on fire. Now you got to lay in it. That's a, did you, uh, did you want to toss out a little prediction for these last three? Six out of six. Okay. I'll do six out of six. I say they went out. I say they went out. And that they get home ice advantage, that they get the second seed. I think Pittsburgh is going to end up taking the top seed. Yep. Uh, Honestly, I'm fine with that because none of none of the brackets. I don't. I don't understand how they're going to work yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been made clear enough. So right. That's another way the NHL hasn't really. <laughs> I mean, they, the only thing I can think of is you're you're playing that first round and second round theoretically, like against your own teams or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. So at that point, it would be the one and the four and the two and the three. God, super excited to never see the Sabres again yeah. <laughs> this year. <laughs> They're a mess, dude. Mm-hmm. I think this is, uh, Jamie actually texted me yesterday. Oh, how's he doing? <laughs> oh, no, that's, he, made, he made one comment. Buffalo has secured last place for the fourth time. I'm assuming he meant to say in a row. They've drafted, drafted in the top eight or uh, for nine consecutive years. It's been brutal. I just want to give him a hug, man. <laughs> I said, not an ideal stretch. Excited to see the gas station attendant that they hired to run the organization next year. <laughs> Our response. Oh my God, dude, you, you know, just how to twist the knife, don't you? Yeah. I mean, like at this point, it's just comical for him. So, right. But yeah, we don't have to see, we don't have to see the Sabres. We're done with New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, done with New Jersey, done with Philly. I, which, I do which I'm sad me, about. Yeah, but. I would have liked to have played that one more time because it feels yeah. like we're playing all the same teams at the end. But mm-hmm. um, I, my ideal thing would, would be obviously in the first round we're going to be playing somebody from our own division. I hope there's some sort of seeding after that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just so ready to see a new matchup. Yeah, I'm, yeah me I'm too. just so ready for it. Me too. Me too. Like imagine, just imagine like getting like oh we're playing the Canes. Okay, sure, cool. Let's Great. Go do it. Fine. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's just get in there. But, so you're saying six out of six. I'm saying five out of six. Mm-hmm. The only reason I didn't say six out of six is because I didn't want to sound like a homer. So thank you for doing that for me. Oh, you're welcome. So I'm taking an overtime loss. <laughs> uh, and like I said, I, maybe against the Islanders because I think that one will hurt the less or the, 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 the least amount for yeah. for me and probably for the team itself. So For sure. We shall see. Uh, the regular season is going to be over uh, Tuesday night. Can't wait for the playoffs. That's right. So, uh, so next Wednesday, the postseason starts. The whole new—it's just clean slate, and it's anybody's game. And I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to see it, mm. and I'm excited to get some fucking W's in the playoffs. I, Ooh, I fucking let's, need it. Let's fucking go. If, let's if fucking this, go. If the chaos of this last week bleeds in a positive way into the playoffs, from in terms of excitement and stuff like that, the NHL playoffs are already my favorite part of the sporting year oh it's gonna be wild Straight up. it's gonna be it's, gonna, it's yeah. gonna be nuts and i'm 
There's, I'm here for there's it. so many things that we have to talk about with with playoffs. Like I don't understand how the Canadian division is going to come down, or if like the whole border thing and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what's I don't know what's going to happen. This shit's going to be wild, and I have a feeling the NHL doesn't really know exactly what it's doing either. So let's just. Uh, let's Gee, just, what gave you that feeling, Thomas? Let's just fucking wing it. <laughs> you yeah. got anything you need to plug? I don't have anything I need to plug, but I do have something that I need to say. Uh, today is my girl Danielle's 35th birthday. Ooh. Yep. And I just want to say that I love her to pieces and I can't wait to celebrate with you today. You You're the best. And it's been an honor being with you all these years. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Danielle. I don't even know if she listens to the podcast, but. Oh, she does. She's, she's a supporter. All that matters is it's out there in the universe. And if you ever need to fucking show it to her. They can find it on the website. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Enjoy, enjoy celebrating. Will do, will uh, do. We'll talk to you.